Y'all ready? Ready, man. I'm ready. Alright then. Welcome. Episode three, Alex and Koku Podcast. Yes, sir. Yo. Uh I'm Alex. Uh oh. <laughs> okay. My man, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Let me let me should I hit that back? Right. Nah, I just keep it running. Keep it running. All right, cool, cool, cool. You'll get it in post. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Alex. <laughs> I'm Koku. I thought you were, I thought you were about to add some more stuff, but I'm Koku at some more. I got nothing. Hold up. Let me let me get it one more time. One more oh, okay. time. <laughs> we nervous. I keeping this all in. <laughs> Yo, I'm Alex. And I'm Koku Asamoa. And we have the privilege, the honor of having two of my best friends in the whole wide world on the podcast today. We got the homies, JT and Taylor. Say what's up to the people. What's going on? What's going on, guys? It's Taylor. Happy to be here. What's good, y'all? It's JT. We just out here living. Yo, we are out here Driving. living. This is great to meet you guys because um, I've never met these two gentlemen before. They seem like very dope individuals through their Instagram. <laughs> did, a, did a quick quick stalk just to see like, okay, these guys are, <laughs> they, they, got the, they got the style. They got the, they got the, they got got the, 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 the rhythm. <laughs> Madiba rhythm. They got the Madiba rhythm. So I'm trying to, <laughs> trying to see what else. I'm excited I mean, for this conversation. Yo, if it's a chit chat thing, better talk nice. No. Wallet. <laughs> yo, let me. So just some background. A uh, little, little quick origin story. Uh, all three of us, uh, we met. Uh, Taylor and I were students at Elon University. Uh, JT just happened to be <laughs> in the neighborhood. <laughs> and, was just there. In college? <laughs> yeah, so JT, JT grew up in Burlington, gotcha. which is where Elon is located, the town of Elon in the larger city of Burlington. And uh, Coat factory? Exactly. Exactly. Get them coats. And uh, I'm trying to think how it happened. I think Taylor, Taylor hit me up on Facebook. <laughs> Cringe. <laughs> oh, we were, we were uh, some good, some good Christian boys. And Taylor hit me up in the Facebook chat and was like, Hey man, I saw uh, you posting. <laughs> Why is this his voice? Is this your voice, Taylor? Why was this like that, bro? This was his voice hey. at the time. Honestly, you're right. You're Sorry. right. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, keep going. This is so good. Yo, so he was like, hey man, uh, I saw you posting about church on Facebook. I too go to church. <laughs> I actually also go to church. And uh, I would love to get lunch. And so I was like, yo, I'm fresh out of high school. I've never been to one-on-one lunch with somebody. (laughs) (laughs) So I brought another homie with me, but Taylor and I, we hit it off. Uh, And then JT, uh, we were both, all of us were involved in Young Life. And Mm -hmm. uh, JT, he was like, yo, we need more black people in Young Life. So uh, (laughs) we ended up meeting at, we all ended up meeting at this cookout. And uh, 
JT, I saw him and I was like, yo, who is this 45-year-old man with three kids? <laughs> <laughs> yo, you really coming at them. Yo, I'm just I'm just, Real, just telling it how it is, bro. This is yeah, this is a, this is how he introduces y'all. <laughs> like <laughs> just telling it how it is, bro. So saw JT. I was like, yo, he might be my uncle. Um and but we all ended up we all ended up hitting it up that hitting it off that night. Uh one of the homies there had these like Indian like little cigarette things. I remember we were like all smoking those around the fire. Uh, JT and I got wings like a week later or something like that and just hit it off. We were like, yo, we're kind of the same person. And somehow we like all came together, just so many different common interests, passions and uh, been through it. And, you know, now four years removed from college still still super tight so Mm -hmm. uh yeah i'm super super excited to have these boys on the podcast and at the time we're recording it's actually my birthday so this is like a special special present this is a birthday episode (laughs) when y'all need those kick like buttons that like pop up on like kenny beats like a (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> yes the buttons for the catchphrases like the explosions oh, yes. see i got i got the i got the um the npc i just don't have it yo set up with any explosions or anything like that i'm about to do that next time yo yo jay turn up your mic a little bit got you. yo i literally i just texted him because I didn't want to put him on blast. <laughs> nah, bro. Alex does not care. Alex is out here. Blast? I mean, we can edit it out if we yep. need to. Edit it out? <laughs> now nah, we keep it everything. <laughs> Every single All thing. It. All of it, bro. All of it. All Yo, of thanks it. for having us, man. Yo. Half of JT, too. Said <laughs> 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 us. Packaged it, bro. <laughs> so is, oh, it, is it always a duo? Are you guys... Actually, before we get into that, we want to start off the podcast with what we've been listening to for this week. Mm-hmm. So if you have anything old, um, anything new that you want to throw out, a couple of songs, a couple of artists, just like name a couple of them and we can see, you see where we can cross roads at, see what you guys been bumping. Yeah. I mean, first things first, that new Drake. We've all been listening to that. Of course, Sheesh. of course. I am outside and then AMG. Yes. This is actually the second week in a row that that song has been sung on this podcast. Really? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I wish I was outside in AMG. Yo, facts. (laughs) Big facts. Yeah. That's one for me. How about you, Jay? Can y'all hear me? It was good. Oh, ooh. Came through quite smooth. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, y'all been listening to, I, I mean, I finally listened to her Drake project when it came out, y'all. Hey. I did it. <laughs> I freaking did it. Since views, haven't done it, and I did it. Chicago Freestyle is my jam right now. Yes. That is, that beat, bro. Oh, my gosh. Sheesh, boy. And then what's the sample he's using? Was that Eminem? Is that a... Cause it's yeah. a yeah the, yeah yeah da 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 and then I've been on my Jeremy Zucker bro like I love this new Jeremy Zucker record the mm. love not dying it's uh like this experimental pop record it's like Ooh. it is 
got me in my feels for sure. Love it. He does. He does that to us. He really does, man. What you got, Koku? Uh, I think I just been bumping some Monte Booker. I think he released a single with Smino. Um, Just been bumping that a little bit. I think I got a little. uh, Who else do I got? Tom Mish. That uh, he's a British. He's from Great Britain, right? Yep. Yeah. There's a lot of lot of dope tracks. I've been listening to the Beat Tape too because he has that song with um, Zach Abel that I really like. Beautiful Escape. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. No pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> so good. I love Tom Mish. He's yeah. probably one of the most musically talented artists. So I'm cold right now. Like he's incredible. Even just the little YouTube videos he does where mm-hmm. he'll play a cover. Mm-hmm song it's incredible because he plays a lot of instruments yeah yeah, yeah. he's crazy ridiculous I've only, I've only seen his name i haven't peeped him yet oh yeah that's a got must to. that's a must got to what you got what you've been scrolling through yo i mean i feel like birthday is always uh it's always like reflection time mm-hmm. so uh spend some time outside today which was which was great, much needed. Uh, but listen to Bonnie Vare, Twenty Two A Million, Ooh. incredible album, one of my favorites. Beautiful. Uh, had to had to run Blonde through one time. <laughs> it was That's getting like, deep. Yo, it was getting deep, bro. And then uh, Telephone, uh, Telephone mixtape, No Name, mm-hmm. uh, which is I I don't come back to that mixtape a lot. I, I definitely should because uh, listening to it today, it was just like, I don't know. Now is like a really, I feel like really weird kind of existential time. And I feel like her, her, uh, her lyrics are so poetic and just so like, I don't know, just speak to like life and death in a really cool way. So shout out No Name. Shout out No Name. That yeah. telephone was like a long awaited mixtape project. And when they drop, they definitely hope we get a lot more buzz. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah, the production on that joint is ridiculous. Shout out to Monte Booker on that one, too. Of course. Got, Sick. Got <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. With that uh, reality check with Aaron Allen Kane, uh, Sonny Duet, mm-hmm. like so many, so many fun tracks on there. And Diddy Pop, bro. Yeah, bro. Diddy Pop. <laughs> <laughs> so good man well yo i am the uh i'm i'm the resident non-musically talented person on this podcast today i don't believe that i wouldn't say all that i don't, I don't believe that at all i, am, I heard I'm, monkey no shadamas yo <laughs> yo tracks bro yo was that the, was that the name of the first um we made, tape? A, we made a track together uh what year was that? Sophomore year? Junior year? Uh, yes. Uh, sophomore year, right? Sophomore year, for now. Oh, yeah. Sophomore. Sophomore. Oh, yeah. yeah. Sophomore year because I can't tell that story. Tell it, bro. <laughs> Y'all living in the island. Because, yeah, we're okay. I could tell it. No, we were living at the island. We were making the song, and I had to leave. And the guy that we were working with, shout out Ryan, <laughs> was stressing like, we need to finish this right now. And I was like, bro, I got to go hang out with this girl, though. Hey. And I was like, I got to go. And he was like, you're never going to make it in music if you leave. <laughs> I was like, wait, what? 
<laughs> well, that's not, that's not how that works. It's just in general, just <laughs> that one night. My man, Ryan, I live with that man, dude. <laughs> Yo, I used to have this, uh, my, it was like the, it was like assistant principal in high school. He, we would have chapel every week and he got up one, he got up one day to do prayer and he was like, dear Lord, I pray that if anybody didn't study for this test, that they would fail, that they would fail miserably. He, yo, he was going in, bro. It was like the same energy. <laughs> it was like, yo, if you don't, if you don't study for a test, you're going to grow up one day. You're going to beat your wife. And I was like, yo, a hundred real quick. <laughs> real study for algebra. <laughs> Right. How's that? It's How's not that related. Transferable? It's not. Not at all. What? <laughs> it's just like, oh my gosh. I can't stand people sometimes. Because <laughs> yeah. they will throw anything and make it stick. Anything, bro. So, oh, you like to chew gum? Hmm. You will be in prison in six years. Like, Whoa! <laughs> I don't know how that's related. <laughs> I, just like the, I just like juicy fruit. That's it. Yo, Koku, Koku's got the black and white stripes right now. Like, looking like a prisoner right now. <laughs> I am in my cell. Oh my <laughs> they, said, they said lights out two hours ago, but I'm staying up. So. <laughs> Young referee. This is my- <laughs> Young zebra. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah, I'm done. I'm done. I'm about, to, I'm about to cry. Chill out. Chill out. <laughs> I'm holding back a tear. A roast group, bro. Oh man, but yeah, yo, Funky Nostradamus was a. Uh, maybe we'll throw. Maybe we'll throw a little. Maybe we'll throw a little clip. Ooh, yes. Definitely should drop a clip. Definitely drop a little clip in the podcast. Funky. Nostradamus, other rhymes, time is running out, my flow is timeless, lotion and the drown is eczema, testing the rest of your fresher than produce, I produce smiles, I don't need pro tools, no mp3 files, fashion and styles, passionate child who was born to a mother who went to Morgan, I'm free man, never smoked a tree man, I'm high piggybacking Shaq, while he stands in the tree stand, Jack asked me if we can make a movie starring we man, but I said this ain't no MTV chan, and tuck a pucker up, I got an hour so I'm rushing, crushing cups of armor soda, oh yeah, no I tried to drop rap like a tough class, but I'm back, no I'm not the best I'm nowhere past that I'm not trying to go away like Snapchat Y'all some lab rats in the lab Just fiending for some cheese While I stay in sync like 98 degrees Taylor and I are both featured on it too. Yes, oh, on so the you, vocals. So you all three of you worked on this song. Did you work on any more songs like in college? We did. We did a few. We messed around, yeah. We messed yeah, around. we messed around That's a good the bit. Most polished thing that we did though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. which was it was funny because like uh, I remember, I think I came to, I came to them with this idea for a song because I I had this playlist on Spotify mm-hmm. called Funky Notre Dame's Warhol Music, mm-hmm. which was just like a bunch of like contemporary tracks, but had this like just funk, funk edge to them. And so I was like, yo, we should do something within this vein. Mm-hmm. And uh, I remember like 
for both JT and Taylor, like, and they would probably say the same thing. Like y'all were still kind of like figuring out production, like getting into it, you know? And, no so, <laughs> and so they're just playing around with stuff. And uh, I remember it just got like, for whatever reason, it got increasingly more frustrating that like we weren't doing anything with this song yet. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think they could sense I was getting frustrated. And so I went to class one day, came back. Taylor he, skipped class. Taylor <laughs> skipped class. These boys oh. have put together a fire beat. Like, Bro. it's pretty dope. Even listening back to it now, I'm like, yo, that, that joint was nice. This is hot. Jay, you remember how that went down? Yo, it's like, I like, <clears throat> that joint is crazy because we literally woke up. And I was forever staying at Taylor or Alex's, wherever they were staying, because I didn't want to stay at my crib because I wasn't <laughs> in school. I was just like this random bruh that was just like floating around Elon's campus, just like with a foot bag <laughs> food in it, like like nothing going on. <laughs> it's Fruit Loops in. Bro, like I was just chill. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, what up, JT? Like it was just like I was just part of school. Just grabbing, <laughs> grabbing food from the dining halls. The dean knows your name. <laughs> <laughs> but like, we woke up the next day and Taylor started playing these like two chords back and forth. Like we just like put our hands in just like random place on the key. Mm-hmm. Taylor hit a chord and I was like, really? play that again. And he was like, eh. I was like, <laughs> yes. So we just like got this chord progression back and forth. I laid down a baseline and then we literally just both laid down drunk back and forth and just started saying, tell me you love it. <laughs> Yo, oh. Tell me you love it. And we just started singing this junk back and forth. And Alex walked in and he was still pissed. From the- <laughs> <laughs> he was just mad. Just angry. Just Yo, walked in with his book bag. I don't like, even know why I was so angry. Like it was the most like low pressure of things. Here's the thing though. That's what's crazy is like I I had a homie tell me the other day, it was like the best thing about being a producer is when you can figure out how to like make what's going on in your brain happen on the computer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's how you know you've grown as an artist, producer, whatever. Taylor and I were not making any of that happen yet. <laughs> None of that happened. Like, we didn't know how to do it. And which, then we finally got something just magically happen when we woke up and we just started playing around. Yeah. Like, because we made, I'm pretty sure we made four beats for Funky Nostradamus. Ooh. Yeah. And we randomly made one in 10 minutes, and that ended up being the one that we used. And, uh, but yeah, we showed it to Alex, and he was like, all right, let's record it. So I called my homie Ryan, who's a pretty good engineer, <clears throat> and he came through, and uh, Taylor's laughing. <laughs> I don't know why you cleared your throat like that. That's what I'm – that's all. Yeah. <laughs> Alex, yo, I'm in Burlington right now. I'm not in Asheville, so it's like <laughs> the, out, the pollen here is crazy. Yo, he might he might pop through the door in a second, bro. Right. <laughs> Look at that window. <laughs> <laughs> He's uh, but yeah, he came through and he just recorded the entire track and mm. mixed it in like a couple of days, and it ended up being like a really big vibe for but us. There was one point while recording this, and this is the most bizarre moment I've ever been a part of. I think <laughs> this man was in our kitchen. This dude Ryan was in our kitchen on hands and knees, pulling pots and pans out the cabinets, and started doing the. Uh, that Tarzan riff, and is playing that on pots and pans in our kitchen, and you can like faintly hear it in the background. 
Yeah, in the track. Yeah. On the track. Wait, so so what <laughs> <laughs> did he just do it for fun? Was he <laughs> I think he was, oh, he was dead serious. Yeah. Oh, he was dead serious. Like, Yo, this beats pants. Yeah. Oh, so he wanted to party. Okay, I thought he was like, you know what? Just left the came back and just started drumming. Yeah, he's oh, my crazy. God. He just wanted some, like, he was like, yo, this will be a vibe, dude. I think this is what it needs. You know? Did it need it? No. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't need it, but. Uh, could have just used some samples or something. Yeah. Exactly. Like, could have, like. Yeah, we could have ripped that off YouTube. You think he learned it earlier that day? It's like, oh, I'm about to show somebody this. So they about oh, to see. That's literally what producing is. Like <laughs> five years. It's like oh, I just learned how to just learn how to make this kick hit. And then like all your songs sound the same. Have the same kick. <laughs> <laughs> same kick, bro. This is the one that Drake used in that one. <laughs> no, this is this is sickle mode, sickle mode in the way. <laughs> Yeah, ripping the the beat change. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man, yeah, that's that's one of my one of my favorite memories for sure. But it's Mm -hmm. like even to look back then and just to see like y'all were at the start of like realizing who you wanted to be and what you wanted to do. And even you know even if that song like you know only lives on like SoundCloud or whatever. Like, it was cool that we all got to, like, put this collective energy into it. And I know for all you guys, like, y'all, you know, whether it be producing, whether it be songwriting, uh, you know, that's that's something that you all are involved in. And so I'm excited just to, like, kind of sit back today. And uh, I want to hear from y'all just, like, in terms of – where you are now, like what you're working on, but also like kind of where, like where you came from, where you started just in terms of like producing songwriting and making music, whatever it may be. Ooh. Um, Gee, that's a, well, let's, let's say Alex, you are familiar with music because you used to songwrite and rap as well. So I feel like kind of excluding yourself from the situation when you're like, <laughs> you're, you're definitely an integral part of it because come on, bro, trans- don't put me on blast. Oh no, nah, no, nah, I'm just saying you got you got a lot of the the same love of hip hop and music that we do, we all do, sure. and you wanted That's to true. like you wanted to express it yourself. So how did you get into it, and how did that change you? Oh man, um, I mean for me, like I. Uh, I always, like growing up, was always creating. Um, It started just with like drawing, like as a kid, like filling up composition notebooks with drawings of Allen Iverson and Vince Carter, like all the different NBA players that I was into. Uh, And at a certain point, like I stopped drawing and uh, started putting that creative energy into other places and for me, like uh, songwriting, for whatever reason, became something that I was interested in. And I think it was like hearing my first Lil Wayne mixtape, uh, hearing hearing the Drought 3, and just being like, yo, like the, the lines that he was dropping, just how clever it was, how cool he sounded doing it. I was like, yo, I want to do, I want to do that. 
And so I was, I would just start playing around in my notebook, like trying out different, trying out different lines and pairing different stuff together and trying to create my own raps out of that. And it's funny cause I, at the time, like I had this brick of a laptop. It was like <laughs> this black Dell with like the red, uh, <laughs> you know, the, the little red, like navigation thing. Yes. Yes. And, uh, with that, like all I had was this web, it was like this small little like webcam that you could like plug into the USB thing, but for whatever, like it had a mic on it. And so I ended up downloading, uh, audacity, like free, free audio software. And, uh, I would find instrumentals online and just record them on this crappy mm-hmm. webcam mic. And it was dope. Cause like I was, I just started creating these songs. I could export them super easily as an MP3. And then MySpace was like the thing at that time. So I got like pretty comfortable with creating and then sharing it online and having an easy way to do that. So, I mean, throughout uh, like probably through the end of middle school, going into like the first few years of high school like I was uh I was in my room probably every every night like recording like having to like shush my voice down while my mom was sleeping so I wouldn't (laughs) wake her up uh and like you know soon enough started to like I got my own mic and was playing around with stuff like that but uh for me it was always just like a fun way to express myself and to be able to share music with others and be able to impact them and I think like me at my heart like at the most core part of myself like I'm a storyteller I want to be able to tell Mm -hmm. stories and so for me at the time the avenue to do that was through music and going into college like you know me and these boys we would have like a lot of fun just like trying out different stuff and obviously like it wasn't something that I was doing every day at that time but it was nice to be able to like you know, drift back into that at points. And especially cause they were, you know, they were either making their own music or like Taylor was studying music at Elon. And so to be able to like hop on a few of his projects or uh, help with some stuff that JT was doing was all, always like really cool for me. So now like I'm more so approach music as a fan but there's still that part of me that like like I love this podcast just as a way to be able to like create and share and talk about the thing that I love and you know the fact that we get to share this with people and they have an opportunity to listen to it is really cool too Mm -hmm. for sure for sure yeah I can remember those uh the OG days I actually heard some of those old raps too yeah um it was so it's it's i mean because i know alex it's even cooler but it's cool to to think about like the origin of you know your musical passion all the way back then to now almost being like a curator of music to me like you're someone that i can look to because you understand music you understand good music and mm-hmm. you're good at curating playlists or vibes that sort of thing so I don't know. I feel like that was definitely birthed all the way back then when you just continually worked that creative muscle, you know? Do you feel like for y'all, like it was a, you can point back to that point from like your childhood and be like, yo, I remember this exact moment that like made me or like put me on the path that I'm on now. hundred percent. For sure. I, I, uh, it's funny enough. 
I actually, my senior year of high school, I used to come home and I would watch Micah Buble performing, singing on stage. And yeah, it wasn't like, you know, modern pop or singers, which is what I sing now, but you know, a jazz singer who owned the stage with pure confidence. And I used to watch him, it was just him and a microphone and he was singing to a crowd of thousands of people and he had all of their attention Mm. and he captivated them with his music. And I was like, yeah, I want to do that. Mm. I got to do that. That was, that was my moment. Yeah. How about you, Jay? Yeah, I think, it comes from like uh like when I was a kid, it was definitely like um I remember my dad loved music, my mom loved music, and my dad was like really into hip hop. Mom was super into like eighties pop, like um and my dad was like a really big part of uh me loving music so much. And so he bought me like my first drum machine that had a recorder on it when I was like eight. And then me and my sister would just like had a cassette tape and a karaoke machine and we would just record and we would have like our own little radio show and have a CD. Like we do the whole thing, like the whole go through. And that like always was a part of like who I was. And I would like make raps as well on a, like audacity with my friends, just like freestyling, being, you know, being funny. But I like never took it seriously until I started like singing in high school and doing chorus and musical and like, and so then when I finally got into college, I was just like, like that college age, I didn't go to school, but like mm-hmm. when I was hanging out with y'all, I was like, Oh, I have friends that like love music just as much as I do. And so, um, I really got to flex that muscle a lot. So I can just pinpoint it back to just being in the room with my little sister, just like making stuff. And that's kind of the feeling I'm going for now in the studio when I make stuff. So, yeah. Um, yeah that love is that love has always been there it's always been like a an emotional thing for me like how emotional can i make this music feel yeah yeah that's super that's super real what about you coco it's probably like kind of a mixture of both you two because my parents really like to listen to music my dad specifically but i never really got too deep into it until i was in probably like junior high or high school when I started finding my own music, things like that. Um, my brother and sister played music too, but they were older than me. So they never like shared that with me. I was the annoying younger brother, but I think it was around my junior or so, junior or senior year of high school. There's a video of J Cole. He was recreating um, that power trip beat. Yo, oh yo, we used to watch that video every day. And you got Part, it was the craziest thing. But it was so crazy because I, I never got to see that before. Like at that point I didn't know how beats were made or like how you could craft this. Like I I knew samples exist and like these things come from other songs, but I never saw it all get compiled at once. So I remember seeing this like, oh my God, that's beautiful. I want to try that out. So I was using my brother's old Dell computer. Couldn't had like one gig of RAM. Couldn't process anything. <laughs> and I was trying to like search up like how he did it. Like, oh, he had Pro Tools. Oh, he had this and that. It's like, well, I can't have none of that on here. So I guess I'll just quit. <laughs> so it wasn't until like a couple years later when I got to like my sophomore year of college, and I was like, yo, this college sucks. Like, I can't, I can't take <laughs> it anymore. So I took a semester off and. 
I was like trying to like find what, what I wanted to do. And then I was talking to a good friend of mine and we're like, Hey, I kind of want to do more than what we have set forth in our life. But change it up. Cause he was in the air force. He was hitting that. So we were talking one night, like 2am moonlight shining, just like 19 year olds. It's like, man, I don't know what I want to do with life, man. It's hard out here. <laughs> so we're like, you know what? I like music. He's like, Oh, I like music too. Like we never really came to that understanding, even though we were friends for so long. And he's like, you know what? Let's just start making it. And like, that kind of was like the the start to like <laughs> where I'm at now. It's only been like two, three years, but it's definitely something I happy I I chose to do because yeah. it's, it's a great feeling to express what what you want. Right. It's, it's, a, it's an amazing thing. Like no matter what form it is, having that to express like your creative, not even talent, but just creative endeavors is, mm. is a great feeling. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like for, I feel like for all of us, like we've had that experience of, you know, like some call it the process, but it's like taking nothing and then like being able to like start to create your own path in a way and to like see that come into, uh, see that come into fruition, however that looks like. And so mm-hmm. Taylor, uh, can you talk a little bit like about that of just like, I think, I think of you as somebody that like, and you, I'm sure you'll talk about this, but like you came into college as like a business major. Right. And so now to be like out in LA, like talk a little bit about that process, like kind of creating your own future in a way. Right. Yeah. So coming out of high school, you know, I had that, I had that moment senior year and I'm, I'm walking into college and coming out of high school, I knew that music is what I wanted to do with my life deep down. Um, but I didn't think that it was safe. So I didn't, I didn't want to pursue it because I knew it wasn't safe. So going to Elon, I figured, you know what, I'll study business. I'll study marketing, something like that. Get a similar to deg- degree to what my dad had, what my brother did. And, um, just go down that road. You know, it'll be safe. I'll make money and it'll be cool. But I always knew that music is where I really wanted to be. So yeah, funny enough, um, sophomore year, I was, uh, I was on a retreat with a campus organization called inner varsity and on the retreat, the, the guy who ended up speaking that, uh, that weekend, Telemathius, t- Prometheus, Prom- Prometheus, not Timotheus Pope. <laughs> Shout out to Matthias Pope. Um, I don't, I don't know why, but he, he kind of singled me out and was like, "Hey, man, can we get lunch tomorrow?" And it, you know, it's a Friday, Saturday, Sunday retreat, and he wanted to get lunch on the Saturday, and I was like, uh, "Sure, like it's kind of dope that you singled me out like that." I don't know why. And so we ended up sitting down and having lunch, and um, while we we're eating, he said, "So, so what are you studying?" And I was like, oh, I'm studying business, uh, like, you know, business marketing. Uh, that's, that's kind of the avenue I'm going down. And he was like, cool. Why? And I had I had no answer for him. And like everything I said, he was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and it convicted me because I was like, oh man, like this isn't really me. Like 
I'm doing this for other people. I'm not doing this for myself. And he, he, he basically asked me about, you know, being creative and he was like, have you considered music or working with artists and things like that? And I was like, yeah, actually like that's, that's my deepest passion. And he was like, I would, I would consider that. And I was like, all right, how does this man know my whole life? He saw in your eyes. He saw your soul. Yeah, man. It was crazy. So literally that Sunday when I went back to college, I called my parents and I was like, Hey guys, I'm, um, I'm going to switch to music production and recording arts. And they were, you know, at first they were like, what? Mm-hmm. And they gave it a second. And as we were talking through, they were like, okay, if you have peace with it, we have peace with it. And it was, it almost felt too easy. And I was like, okay, cool. Like, this is amazing. And so I switched and it was, I'm not going to lie. It was a learning curve, you know, trying to understand uh, and learn like physics of sound and, you know, different learning techniques in the studio and, and live recording, things like that. I was like, dude, I'm way behind all these guys. And uh, yeah, I just, I just stuck with it and, and loved it. You know, by the time I started to figure it all out, I fell in love with it even harder. And, um, yeah, I, I can remember graduating and, uh, going to my mom and I said, you remember that time I called you and I switched to music and you were so quick to say, you know, if, if you're at peace with it, we're at peace with it. And I was like, why, what, why did you do that? You know, like why you didn't really fight me. And my mom was like, I always knew that music was your gift and your calling, but it, that wasn't my job to tell you that. Damn. And I was like, wow. Damn. Wow. And I was like, wait, what what if I had never figured it out? <laughs> no. Right. But it stuck. But um yeah, man, you know, through college, um, obviously got the degree, but got some incredible experiences. Uh the summer of my junior year, I was able to go on a program called Elon in Los Angeles where um, I got an internship with Dark Child, also known as Rodney Jerkins, his name. Rodney. Yeah. And um, even that coming together was crazy, you know, meeting him through some mutual friends. Um, we, we had to have an internship within the first two weeks of the program. And I didn't have anything by day 11. And Ooh. I was like, I'm probably going to go home. Like, I don't know what I'm doing. And then... Uh, ended up meeting up with a couple friends and he, this guy brought another friend and just, it's, it was a very LA moment. You know, you, it's, it's more about who you know out here. And uh, yeah, I just ended up connecting with him and he introduced me to Rodney. And then, you know, a week later I was in my room and uh, he was like, because I told the university, Hey, I secured a injury. <laughs> 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 But a week later, he texts me and he was like, can you be in Calabasas in 30 minutes? And if you're from LA, you know, <laughs> and I booked it over there. And like, yeah. I'll make it 10. I'll be there in 10. <laughs> oh, I'm there already. That's where you are. <laughs> I've been in your living room. All night. <laughs> and uh, yeah, ended up going and yeah, uh, that was my first day. I did my interview and then I started an hour later. And, um, wow. Yeah. Just, I think, I think that experience alone of being in LA working on music with someone, you know, at the 
the level, you know, the, that caliber, it caused me to fall in love with music on its own, but also Los Angeles. And mm. as soon as I finished that internship, I said, I'm moving. I'm graduating and I'm moving to LA, no question. And um, yeah, since then, you moved out here and have worked with uh, worked with a producer for a while, and then on, since then have you know trailed off and just been working on my own stuff and really working with myself. Nice. Um, um, so yeah, it's it's been an incredible ride, and now I'm to kind of make it present. I'm working on a, an EP with my good friend Kehan Amadi, who's Sheesh. incredibly incredible. Talk your talk, talk your talk, talk. yo, plug, it. <laughs> plug, plug, talk your talk. Quick, quick plug, yeah. Um, so I'm really excited about that. And I think, I think Jay, you can kind of speak to this too. There's nothing like being proud of a song mm. because as artists, we're so insecure about our art and we're scared to reveal it to people. And when you're proud of a song and you're, and you're like, yo, you got a second? Yeah. Yeah. Can I show you something? <laughs> That's Send a, a quick text, the audio yeah. wave file. That's right. feeling. Right. And, uh, what how I feel about these these songs. So. Jay, before you before you hop in, I gotta I gotta interrupt real quick with a story. Ooh, that's what uh, I'm here for. So we were at we were at Elon last year. Uh I think it was last year, maybe it was two years ago. Uh and Elizabeth uh Elizabeth and I we went to North Carolina. We picked up Taylor from the airport because we were coming through for JT's wedding party type deal. And so we, uh, we're like, all right, we got all day before we got to go to this party tonight. Let's go by Elon. We'll go check it out. We haven't been on campus in a while. And so we go and we go to the, uh, we go to the music production building which is where uh, Taylor would coin it as the stew. Uh, Always in the stew. Classic. And uh, so we're like, yo, we got to go to the stew. Let's go check it out. And uh, nobody was there, um, but we were somehow able to get in. I think like a teacher or something let us in. And then uh, this teacher, he was giving us a tour of the spot. And uh, he took us into one of the recording rooms and Taylor, my man, yo, this was, it was so baller. He was like, yo, you mind if I, uh, you mind if I plug in real quick and, and play a track? <laughs> and this man plugged in his phone <laughs> on the, like, this nice sound system. <laughs> it was, and the teacher is in there. He's like, no, 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 don't touch anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was so mad. I was like, bro. So, whoa, 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 wait, wait, wait. <laughs> but this this man Taylor played a whole song and while this teacher was just sitting in there like stone faced. And my man was vibing. But it's just like it's like, yo, when you're proud of something, you're like, yo, I gotta, you gotta let it out. You gotta let it out, bro. So that that's one of my favorite favorite moments because like at the time just being like being your boy i'm just like yo look at this man right now what is he doing but i'm also like <laughs> yo i know this man is so proud of yeah. what he created and that's sure. super dope that so was definitely a proud moment and i actually remember convincing him to turn it up a little bit because he, he <laughs> put it on he set it to volume three and i was like yo we, we can't do this like 
Let me turn on the <laughs> You ain't even hearing the frequencies. <laughs> hearing the lies. Can't even hear it right now. Can't even hear anything, bro. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's that's a big that's a big moment, man. Like it's sure, sure. uh I've always loved getting to work with these dudes and, and Koku, I can't wait to like hear some of your stuff. Please uh, now I have your number and we can connect and like that'd be dope. That'd be dope. Like my favorite thing, I like being an artist, but I like being a producer more for mm-hmm. sure. Taylor and I have talked about this a lot and Alex and I have as well. But like being an artist for me is like super stressful. <laughs> like it's like it's like next level, just like I get over in my own head. But the thing is, I'm finally at a point now where I can definitely um I'm making music and being creative in this quarantine, which has been really good for me. Like I'm pretty extroverted for the most point, uh, for the most part, but like, it's just like, I like in this quarantine has been so healthy for me to be able to create for myself and like, or like see myself writing a song for somebody else. Like, Mm -hmm. and um, it's dope because, you know, I have a song coming out tomorrow. Tomorrow. Talk your talk. I'm recording this song dropping tomorrow. Tomorrow. So it's going to be, it should be fun. It's a, it's a, it's a cool little turn and direction for my sound. So, um, it's a whole vibe, bro. And we'll definitely, uh, we'll definitely link to it. Cause it's, oh, of it's, course it's hot. Oh, you heard, you've heard it. I've heard it, bro. Oh, I'm excited. I've heard it. Is it dropping tonight? We may have to drop a clip in or something. Oh, it's snap. Tight. Tight. We can use it both as an intro. Little preview. Right. Racing the stopwatch. I think it's about make a move o'clock. I love that one song. Say it, call me Big Papa. I think a young man running out of options. Running out of options. I, I got a question. Um, the, the style of music you guys are doing now, was that the same style you kind of started with or did you develop it? Did you switch? Did you get to this point on purpose or like, was this an accident? Like the style that you're at now versus style you started with? Um, I think for me specifically, I've always kind of been really eclectic in my own music style. Like if you write a song with me, you know you're probably going to get something like um, that has a bunch of different little points. Um, I was listening to an album that I got to produce today. Just we finished the finals of mixing today, mm-hmm. and uh, and I was just listening to it, and I was like, man, there's a lot of like '70s psychedelic, and then R&B, and like stuff going on. Because I can just you can always tell when I've like the artist is stuck, and I'm like, well, what if we did this? And it's like mm-hmm. you can hear in the song where it's like kind of taking a little turn, and then it's gonna like take you on a journey, and then land you back to where. It was, but like, I think for me personally, I've always just like had a lot of fun um, just trying whatever. I definitely started off being the sad boy folk artist. Like, just like, I had a girl that I loved, and I'm sad, and I have another sad song. Like, 
I mean, Taylor and Alex have been there for all the breakups that weren't even real. It was just me being like, yo, I like this girl, and her being like, I don't like you back. And then <laughs> slam your door. <laughs> pull out the guitar. <laughs> but it's it's I I think being the like folk artist thing was me really trying to like and Alex and I have talked about push back against the stereotype of a black man mm. being an R&B artist because I like was never like sexy flexy take my shirt off yeah. like usher type vibe but then it's like yo let me just sing a little bit like why, why right. like I love Panic at the Disco and I also love Brian McKnight like just do what I do real quick right so, um, I've kind of just landed in this like I definitely say I fall with like the the Pharrell Childish Gambino kind of don't fall into a necessarily a yeah. specific genre mm-hmm. so cool I don't know it, it, me and uh, Kahan the guy that I work with we always say like genre is irrelevant Mm. At, at this point, genre is totally irrelevant because we're all listening to whatever makes us feel something. Um, and, you know, to the point of Panic at the Disco versus anyone else, like it's such a wide variety. Right. Like, you still feel what you're looking for when you go to these different songs. I think when I started, I, I knew that it was pure R&B. That's what I was chasing. And like the, the first song that I really made that I was proud of was a song called change my mind, which sounded like a song I made for Bryson Taylor. And he was like, nah, I'm good. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, he said, don't. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. And and from that point, just kept on making music and and ended up doing an EP with, um, an EDM producer and I wow. like trying to put these R&B influences onto an EDM record and it it came out pretty cool but it ended up being something that I wasn't in love with or uh, I mean now looking back it's it's funny because progress will do that to you mm-hmm. you know I, I look back and I'm like no way I would mm-hmm. never put that out but it was cool back then to experience that you know ex- you know experience the sessions in the studio and the writing process and all that. Um, and I think from, from that point I've developed into kind of like an alternative R and B, uh, meets pop. Um, and that, yeah, that's probably the best description, but even on this EP that I'm working on, it's, it's funny to hear some songs sounds like, um, some songs are in the vein of like Khalid and other ones are sound like something that the 1975 might've done. Mm. And, um, it's it's kind of an amalgamation of all the the influences and inspirations that I have um, as as a crossover musician, I guess. Um, so yeah, I'm excited about it. But at the end of the day, most people are going to say, you know, it's it's R and B pop. Um, but yeah, that's that's yeah. description. Yeah, I think that's very interesting because like it seems like all three of you guys have like a very eclectic music choices and taste. And when you try to release something that, that um, encompasses all that, people always just gravitate to like one, oh, that's Khalid. Oh, that sounds like um, Charles yeah. Gambino. Oh, that sounds like this. Like, is, right. that, is, that, is that defeating? Because like, yo, there's a lot more if you just take some time and just experience it. 100%. We love boxes in America. We love squares. Mm-hmm. We love categories. And that's what people do. 
when they hear anything or watch anything, mm-hmm. they won't categorize it really quick. Um, which is, I think for any artist, that's, that's pretty frustrating. Mm-hmm. But I remember my first job out here, I was working for a producer and he was talking to me as an artist. And he said, uh, I want you to always have three artists in your head. Um, that the sum of those three artists is your sound so that you can explain that to people. And I understood what he was saying, but I think that frustrated me because I'm like, well, if I say that, if I go to a session and I say that, like, Hey, I sound like Khalid. And then they just play me Khalid vibes. I'm like, well, that's not the entirety of my sound. Yeah. <laughs> the entirety of my art. Um, and I think, yeah, that, that can be limiting for artists, but it's, a, it, you know, we have to do that in order to describe uh, something that people can relate to. Yeah, for sure. If you can't, if people can't relate anything to what you're doing, then they're going to be scared of it. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, that's basically like what racism is. It's like, <laughs> the fear, it's the fear right. known. like, it's like, Hey, I don't know what this is. I don't know who you are. I don't know what you think you're doing. And that's why I'm scared of you. <laughs> like, right. We love, that's like, like Taylor said, America loves boxes and that's yeah, yeah. So unhealthy for us to like, not just because we don't understand something feel like we have to like I'm the same way I have to have names to describe to people because if I don't have any names and not just say oh it's just me they'd be like well I don't know who the hell you are <laughs> right right <laughs> but how about you bro like what about like do you feel like you've evolved and like your like music making and like how do you like I would love to hear some of your process just because like yeah yeah I, I definitely think I'm trying to evolve because when I first started I was using FL Studios on a crappy computer I, I used for schoolwork and I couldn't do too much with it. There wasn't, there wasn't any, any um, amount of RAM that could allow me to do what I wanted. So I had to find workarounds of like changing MIDI into audio and try to splice that and chop that into what I wanted to hear. But I think I found my, my, my place in like sample based hip hop because that's what I, grew to love when I started getting deep into hip hop. I started listening to the Mad Libs, the Jay Dillas, the the Dooms, the the artists that like gave me gave me like a different feeling that I never felt before. Mm. So I think I'm trying to break out that box. Because like you said, like America puts you in a box, but you also can box yourself in with if you don't try new new things. Right. So I, w- I want to get into like more of like a, a house kind of Monte Booker, Kate Trinata, those kind of, kind of things. But it's hard to like make that transition, especially since I'm not um like, I guess trained ac- academically in it. So learning stuff myself is kind of difficult. How, how did you, how did, did you guys experience that at all? Like when first getting in, like you said, when you first started that it was, um, it was tough for you to catch up to people who've already been through a lot of things. And um, JC didn't talk too much about how you started off. So I want to hear kind of that too. Word. Um, yeah. I, I think for me, like I always, I had an ear, like I had a pretty strong ear. Like I took theory in high school. Like that was like the only AP class I took in high school and like still almost failed it because like I hated like uh, sight singing. But, like, if you gave me the first note, I could, like, literally look at the thing and be like, okay, that looks like about, like, the interval it would be. And I would sing it. And you'd be like, well, why don't you just work harder and learn how to read it? Like, you know, it's like, mm-hmm. but 
I've always had like a pretty strong ear. So like even when I was a little kid and having my first guitar, like I like tuned it to a tuning that I just made up or whatever sounded cool. And I would just play on that. And like very, it's it like very Haitian, like some little black kid. Why <laughs> <laughs> class? Young <laughs> out here. But like, but like, uh, it's, um, I definitely still to this day, like going to Nashville, bro. Like, cause I, I haven't been to LA yet, which is like, I regret it because Taylor's out there and I don't get to hang out with him and like <clears throat> make dope music with all the people out there getting the sessions that are like going to be awesome. But like when you go to Nashville, it's, they're still very traditional and they're like, um, well, uh, let's go to the flat five. And then what we're going to do is we're going to go to, uh, to a sharp seven. And then like, just play the chords for me real quick. And I can do what I need to do on top of that. But mm-hmm. like, so it is like nerve wracking. You definitely like, I think for you, like, do you know who channel Trez that Trez is? I was thinking of him the whole time. That's Word. I see. That's crazy. <laughs> do you know That's who he is? No, I'm not familiar with him. All right. I'm gonna I'm gonna send you his Spotify because he's super dope. Taylor knows who he is. He's just like this house producer that's like R and B and like house, like black dude. Which is like, I mean, in the house world, that's not like we can go deep into the '90s and go to yeah, the yeah, yeah. and all the house from the '90s. That's black made like an R and B, but like he is like very modern, super new on the scene, and he's tight, bro. Mm-hmm. Like he is like, and I think you would dig him because it's all sample based. Ooh, I like that. And I don't think he's super theory-based either. Like, he knows some theory, so he can play bass on top of stuff and stuff like that. But it's all about feeling for him. He'll take a sample and make it feel, like, mm-hmm. ridiculous. But, but yeah, like, that's – it. It it's the learning curve always. You're always evolving. Sure. Like, Taylor's probably the fastest person I've seen pick up on theory just because I remember sitting with him during some of his classes that he'd be like talking about theory and stuff. And I'd be like, I know some of this, but honestly, bro, like you got it. <laughs> like, <laughs> like when your parents trying to teach you math homework, you're like, yo, you yeah, got this, man. <laughs> I hated those classes, but it's, it's really, it's fundamental to, I would say it's fundamental to making music as a solo producer artist. I think mm-hmm. if you ask somebody like Boy Wanda, he he says like he doesn't really rely on that. He doesn't rely on the fear. Mm-hmm. He relies on the feeling. He can create something from nothing as long as it feels right. But for me, I think I had a desire to know the theory. It's like the math behind it. I, I just really wanted to know. And I was I had to do it. It was a class, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, ended up learning a lot for sure. And and I don't know. I don't know how much it affected my music now because I don't think about it very much. Um, and I don't think about like the complex things that I learned in music theory classes when I'm making music. Um, but I'm sure some of it applies still. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yo, Jay, you, you said something earlier about, uh, about creativity in quarantine, mm-hmm. uh, which I would love for, I'd love for us to touch on a little bit, just because I think just in terms of general creativity and, you know, like mentally, emotionally, like what you're feeling, like it's such a weird time. And so like for all of you guys, like what, 
how is how is like being home for an extended period of time uh the the outside world and circumstances that we're in like how is that affecting you all creatively right now yeah i think um for me personally i think it freaked me out at first when the whole quarantine started because you know I was like, oh, I'm not going to be able to go to my producer's house. I'm going to be limited to getting like finalizing songs. But then when I realized how much time I got back from never having to leave the house, I can work from right here and then just keep working on music. Um, yeah, it was pretty incredible to realize like I have so many hours now to, to flex that creative muscle. And um yeah, man, it's, it's been interesting for sure, but it's, I think having the, all this time has allowed me to dive deeper into my creativity. And for me personally, I don't know if this applies to everyone, but for me personally, I'm, I'm most creative when I'm my most comfortable mm-hmm. and, you know, I'm comfortably here all day. And, um, that's, that's been influential for me in terms of making music and, um, always wanting, like always having the desire to continue to create. It's, it's been pretty cool. Yeah. I, I definitely think that like this quarantine has been like really, really, really nice for my workflow specifically. Like I've learned so much about what makes my job easier as a producer and how can I get to, um, how can I get a song to that certain point in a quicker um, time like so like when I first started making music in the quarantine I was so like I would walk into the room my wife would be sitting in there like watching something on Netflix and like, I got come from the studio and I'd be like I can't make anything I don't know what I'm doing I don't I don't even know what to do like and it's like I have all this time and I, I have no creative juices and then all of a sudden dude I literally just stopped caring like I was just like I'm just gonna make whatever just happened so I like would get a guitar loop off of like splice or logic or something and just like start like a like a a guitar loop and then i would just put some drums on it and then i would just start like acting like a different person and just start singing (laughs) just like doing my own thing and then all of a sudden i started like my mind started opening up like to all these other songs that i had and i was like what if i do this on this other song or this on this other song Mm. so then all of a sudden i'm like oh i have i've been working on an album for myself as an artist for like two and a half years and like I'm nowhere close to being done but it's like this quarantine has been so helpful and healthy for me to be able to move forward and technology is such a beautiful thing we get to do the zoom call yeah technology we get I did my first remote session today which was in LA I was I was I was with you Taylor I was I was in LA this morning and it was it was just crazy like I was like this is so such a crazy experience to be able to like right with somebody that's across the country yeah like in almost real time you know like it's like a little bit of latency but it's like really close um and it's been like really incredible to see how vulnerable people are being with their like when you have to deal with yourself you know like you see all these artists talk about having to be alone and in their house and they're dealing with themselves and they're being really vulnerable like about things that they're dealing with because they have to like there's not a tour there's not a show it's not you know 
I'm not out there at jam sessions or doing stuff like that. I'm just at home and I have to deal with me and what's going on inside of me. And so like, it's been challenging, but really awesome. Yeah, sure. I, I definitely feel that because I think I was in the same mind space, like where I couldn't create anything. Like I feel like pressure was on because like, yo, this is a time to make something, but I can't make anything. This is who, who am I? What am I? Am I, can I consider myself a producer? But I think taking a step back and not having that pressure to like, Oh, I have to make a song definitely helps a lot. Mm. Cause I think I was watching a, um, cause you guys mentioned Kenny beats. I was watching one of his Twitch streams. I think he was saying like, it's okay to save a beat. It's okay to come back to a beat. It's okay to delete it. It's okay to, to come like do whatever you want to it is your stuff. So instead of like going, like sitting down with the tensions of making like a whole beat in mm-hmm. one sitting, I, I just, just sat down. I was like, you know what? I'm just going to try to do something. Something hits, it hits. Something doesn't hit. Then I scrap it, come back to it later if I can. Just to take that pressure off. Cause like yeah. you also said, like being comfortable is the best thing to do when making something. So if you take that anxiety out of yourself, you take that pressure out of yourself. I feel like it helped me personally create something that I probably would have never did. Yeah. hundred percent. I, I, I don't even know how many times I got either like a friend DMing me or texting me saying like, yo, now you're probably making so much music. Are you? Now's the perfect time. And I'm like, dang, I should be like, Oh my God. Like right, yeah. you're like, everybody's watching me now. Everybody's because mm-hmm. I'm in isolation. Everyone's expecting me to come out with something great. But mm-hmm. that, that wasn't the case at the beginning for me either. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, once, once you get comfortable and just let go of the pressure, like you said, it's, it's endless. It's endless, endless potential. Right. Yeah. I feel like the, I feel like the, there was definitely a lot of like, I don't know, cause, because I work in social media, just like seeing a lot of posts early on of like, I think people being uncomfortable with an uncomfortable situation yeah. and, uh, you know, not feeling like they necessarily wanted to sit in it and feel those feelings. And so I feel like there was a lot of talk at the beginning of like, yo, quarantine is the time to like write that book you've always wanted to write, make that podcast you've always wanted to make, which like, this is funny, but uh, (laughs) it's, it's, I think seeing a lot of that early on, it was something that I myself was cautious about uh, because I've been in that place before uh, where I was creating so much and pushing myself to the limit so much that like, I actually like, I got sick and uh, like ended up like getting the flu, like having, I pretty much got like slowed down by my own immune system because I was like working myself so hard. And that, taught me so much as dramatic as it was just to be like yo like it's okay to slow down it's okay to like stop doing and just be and so for me the way that I've tried to approach creativity uh, I feel like over the past few years has really been from a place of like okay uh, Alex you don't have to do everything you can't do everything 
And so what are the specific things that matter most to you right now? And like fixating on those priorities. And for me over the past few years, like that has more so been the people in my life and trying to strengthen those relationships as much as possible. So like I haven't been doing as much, uh, haven't been doing as much writing or, uh, like before this, like I had another podcast, like I pretty much had to like slow myself down there, uh, because it was becoming something that wasn't coming from a place of passion, but more so obligation. And so uh, quarantine has been interesting because I felt like I was already in a place of like slowing myself down and being comfortable with not having to do a whole bunch of stuff. And I think I eventually got to a point where I was like, yo, I just want to make something. And so uh Koku, you and I, we got on the conversation of uh, our favorite Kanye songs. Yes, sir. Like randomly, me, there was a, another homie, uh, Dan and I, who were, uh, I remember Dan, he saw like an Instagram story that I did about uh, Christian Dior denim flow and like how it wasn't on Spotify. And he, he like sent me a link to like all these, they've been taken down now, but somebody had uploaded like all these Kanye Good Friday tracks to Spotify. (sighs) And so I spent like a whole evening, like getting wine drunk and like just listening (laughs) to those songs in my kitchen. uh, I remember I was just like, yo, this is so great. And uh, Coco, I think you and I, we got on the conversation of just like, all these Kanye songs that we loved and we hadn't heard in a while. And we are like, I was like, yo, I think I'm going to try to like, just, just rank like my top 25 favorite songs. And uh, we ended up like going back and forth just on like these lists of Kanye songs that we yeah, had. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, yo, we should, maybe we should like do this on Instagram live. And mm-hmm. so, uh, we ended up doing that. And I think after like our, you know, our second, our second time of doing it, we were like, yo, we should make, we should make this podcast. And five like, minutes after five right, minutes we were right. done. But it's so funny because like the, it was that time where like I burnt myself out mm-hmm. and like all that stuff that I was doing that like prepared me for this because like then like I was doing, you know, like I had to figure out like all this podcast stuff that like is coming easily to us now, whether it be like recording on zoom or like how to host it, how to get it distributed uh, to like Apple podcasts or Spotify. Like that's all the stuff that I had to like figure out pretty much by myself then. And so now like we're in this like really cool place where we, can kind of just like freely create without pressure and get to make what we want to make and have like amazing people that we love on this show just to, just to chop it up. And so, uh, yeah, like quarantine has been, it's such a, such a weird thing and so many different emotions. I feel like I've, you know, like been all over the place emotionally, mentally, physically, but, uh, you know, it, it has been definitely like, unexpectedly uh a really i don't know just like a refreshing of like uh some of the some of the creativity that i wanted to express because you know i think when you're 
when you're sitting on your hands for a little bit and not, not that that's bad. Like, I think that it's good to have that rest, but also I think sometimes that that rest can be something that like energizes you for whatever's going to come after that. Yeah, Mm. for sure. So true. I also, I had a question. Um, Let's go back to the, cause um, Elon was, that was in North Carolina, right? Yeah. So, so there's a lot of, there's a lot of groups that came out of North Carolina or from the South. Do you guys consider yourself uh, a group when you're in those days? <laughs> was there a name? I'm asking, did you guys have a rap name? Did you have a, <laughs> a group name? Oh, man, we should have done something like that. We should have, bro. Really? I don't, I don't think we did. No, we like, we all... We all used our own names like uh-huh. when we put out when we put out music. Uh, yeah, it was I, it was always just like a it was always like a casual thing that I think because we were all passionate about music, like we got really into. Uh-huh. Um, and so you know, it started out as just like you know, we'd be sitting at Biscuitville or something like that. <laughs> What's uh, Biscuitville? Yo, <laughs> let me put you on game right quick, bro. Let me find out actually, what Biscuitville is. Actually, JT, JT might know a little bit something more about Biscuitville since it was since it was birthed in Burlington. Drop but. some bombs on Biscuitville. <laughs> Biscuitville is this breakfast uh, place that the Lord uh, met. <laughs> Uh, it's when <laughs> heaven and earth meets. Yes, <laughs> yes. Just like beautiful fast food biscuits. <laughs> just wow. like it's only open from like five to like two. And mm, the so yeastiest, I, the yeastiest biscuits. <laughs> and just old, old like Hispanic women and black women making it. And they have a freaking like glass. When you walk into Biscuitville, you just see right. old women just making biscuits, just like standing. <laughs> <laughs> just like upset. And um, but like my high school is right across the street. So like when you're a senior, like for lunch, ah. like every day. It's like, what, do you, what are we going to do for lunch? Well, I mean, bro, you know we're going to do <laughs> Yo, <laughs> already know we got to hit this biscuit, bro. But, like, that's such a Burlington, like, name. I'm just like, what are we going to call it? <laughs> biscuit deal. <laughs> they ended up putting one at Elon, like our – On campus, yeah. Yeah, I think it was, I think it was like, sophomore or junior year. Mm. And so we would, like, we would hit that all the time. But, like, yeah, oftentimes it would be, like – us sitting at like Biscuitville getting breakfast or, you know, us at like a dining hall or whatever, or just us like chilling at the crib, mm-hmm. watching, watching random music videos and just, just, you know, kicking it. And it'd be like, yo, we should, we should do something like this. Or, you know, I think later on, like once Taylor and JT were like more so working on their own stuff, uh, like those opened up, that opened up opportunities for like, I know for like Jay to be able to help with something that Taylor was doing or Taylor to be able to help with something that Jay was doing. And, you know, I'd come and like kick it in the studio, just, just the, the vibe curator or whatever. <laughs> but like it was, uh, it, I think the, the fun thing about it is like, because we have that like foundation of friendship, like and like those shared bonds over things like music, it was just like, 
yo, let's let's make something fun together. Let's see yeah. what, let's see what we can come up with. Just a yeah. lot of creative juices, a lot of creative energy in one. Room. I feel it. I feel it. Yeah, okay. it was it was it was wild. There was some there was some bad moments with uh, <laughs> me and Alex made this track, and this dude that went to my high school. Oh my god, bro! Track, bro, and <laughs> like. Came through and he's just a nasty keys player, nasty drummer, just oh, like nasty. gospel chops, like gospel chops, like crazy. And I was like, "Yo, he's gonna just like add so much to the track." I thought I was like executive producing the track, and I just thought I was like, <laughs> "So good." I thought I was Diddy level, bro. I My deed. <laughs> but yo, but it was like it was like Chance. It was a uh, like Chance the Rapper had like just put out a uh, coloring book, so like mm-hmm. all those like gospel like vibes were just they were just flowing. So they were in like, demand. Yo, they were in demand. We, we gotta we gotta do something in this vein so i should like i sent alex like 10 beats or something crazy and then there was one that i had there's like this kick cutty vibe and it was like and i always say the same thing like it's just like and i was like that's the one i was like yo i'm gonna get my homie tj to play on it like a tj collab it's gonna be crazy bro came through with his girlfriend Wait, 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 wait. That's a bad place. <laughs> Bro came. He came through with his girlfriend, who I think didn't talk. I think he spoke for her. Yo. <laughs> and like, I recorded he spoke my, not once, bro. Bro, I recorded, I had a studio at my job, like at the church that I worked at. Mm-hmm. And like, like upstairs. And like, I worked for like, I just, I was the music director. So like, when you, we walked through the youth room first. And there was like a bunch of t-shirts laying out, right? <laughs> so homie just looks at the t-shirts and he goes, yo, can I get my girl a shirt? <laughs> Did she want one? Did she say she want one? <laughs> I was like, These are youth t-shirts. Like they say something like it's, there's nothing, there's no point for you to like have a t-shirt. <laughs> You're like, why? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I said something really mean. I'm not gonna repeat it. Uh, <laughs> but I was, I was already done with this man by the time he walked into church. He took all my faith out of me, and <laughs> and he literally we go through the project, and he just changes the entire song. Like just mm-hmm. sits there, and I'm not the kind of producer yet at the point where I could say, "Hey, man, I don't think that's the right direction yet," or like know how to like turn it around let's <laughs> change the whole song to a ty trevitt song at the- <laughs> uh this the like a c mary mary track and then Ooh, right <laughs> and he just like and i'm like hey man we're gonna have to like figure it out and then he sits me and alex down the next day he says i want to have a meeting with y'all and he says y'all don't understand the business Yo, and Alex is looking at him, and I'm like, I'm like fuming at this point. And he's like, "Y'all understand? I could have this song on the radio tomorrow." Which station? <laughs> it's iPhone. Ninety-seven. <laughs> wow. And he was very confident. Bro, confident, bro. It was the craziest musical experience. That's what yeah. I how like I felt like. And changed everything for being a producer. I was like, you know what? I'm going to learn how to control a session. <laughs> so, so do you think that situation would have went different if you let her have the shirt? You think <laughs> 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 it would have went completely different? Yo, back. 
I feel like it. Well, there were two things. She wanted a shirt. <laughs> she but then she was also like, the only word she spoke. The only word she spoke was, "You got a phone charger." Oh my gosh! What? And <laughs> this is important. Do you, rem- but, do, you rem- do you remember if it's iPhone or Android? If she asked for the, I think it was an Android charger. Get her out of here. Get her out of here. Charger. And uh, one of the funniest parts from that session was uh, we were like, yo, we need some vocals on this. And he was like, well, my, my girl can sing. Uh. <laughs> and we are like, I mean, we don't know her. So we're like, all right, cool. Let's, let's see what she can do. <laughs> Go out there, move the mic stand for this woman. I bring the mic stand down. I set it up. I set up her ears. I say, hey, can you hear everything? She's good. She doesn't say anything. (laughs) I proceed to walk back into the room and I like, I sing the chorus to her. And I'm like, yo, why don't you sing like a little, just get warmed up, sing that. I play the track. Nothing. <laughs> just just red. No, there's no audio. No waveforms. And then oh, it must not be connected. Let me let me put stuff back together. <laughs> everything okay? And then TJ proceeds to click on the thing, like the talk back and says, Baby, can you hear yourself? <laughs> and then she's like, she goes, uh-huh. <laughs> she starts singing, bro, and nothing is in tune. Nothing's in time. And I'm just like, hey, how about we just come back to it? I'm like, yo, I got I got you. Yeah, I'm a, I might sample that or like pitch it weird. Do something. <laughs> Put some reverb on it. I don't know. Straight to the trash. Oh my God. Yeah, that was wild. But like when he when he uh pulled us into this meeting. He was just like, yo, like, I, I don't even get what y'all are trying to do. Like, where are y'all dropping this song? And we were just like, yo, we're just gonna like, we'll make the song. We'll put it out on SoundCloud, like with Funky Nostradamus. Like, I just, I I was like, yo, I guess we could like hit up a few blogs and like see if it could get on there. Like, yeah. I don't know. And so that was my, that was like the plan going into this one was like, we'll throw it on SoundCloud. Like we're we're not paying at that point to like get TuneCore and like have it on like Apple Music and Spotify yeah, yeah. or whatever. And he was just he was like, "Yo, how is anybody gonna hear this?" Da 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 da. We're like, "Yo, it ain't even it ain't even a thing like that, bro." And it ended up becoming this. I remember like after we made it, he was like, he would text me like every every week and just be like, "Yo." Any blogs picked up the song yet? (laughs) (laughs) And eventually I just had to like not answer. Uh, So I was like, bro, this is never, never again. (laughs) Never again. Got to have experiences though. Oh yeah, for sure. For sure. Appreciate the good ones. Yeah, too. I remember seeing you guys that day. Yeah. You were stressed. Stressed, bro. Stressed. But it's all good. It was it was it was a lot. It was it was a lot of emotional emotional trauma. <laughs> we'll use that track as an we'll use that track as another like little intermission in the in the podcast. <laughs>
yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll drop all the drop all the gems. <laughs> Ooh, I'm excited to hear all these tracks. <laughs> oh man. Well, yo, this has been this has been super fun. This oh, is like great. a it's like a dream dream come true. We uh when Koku and I started this, we were just like, yo, we don't really know what's gonna happen with it, but mm-hmm. I think we we already knew like there were a few people that we wanted to have on and like the first people that came to mind for me were you all and so i'm like super uh super happy we were able to make this happen and i'm so proud of the uh just the work you all have put in and like it takes a lot of self-confidence and belief in yourself to like take a risk and to follow your dreams in that way so uh for real from me to you to be as real as possible like i uh i look up to y'all and i admire the the work that you do and like how you all live your lives it's uh it's fun to fun to play a small part in those journeys bro (laughs) don't even get us started we're (laughs) i can already feel what you're about to say man it's a it's a blessing bro happy birthday man it's so great to be on this podcast koku is so amazing to meet you i've seen your face like so many times i'm just like i want to be friends with him and just like dude vice versa koku's that man bro he's that man like but to be here like uh with the homies and a new homie you know just like (laughs) it's just like been been a blessing it's so great to talk to y'all i really really miss you too and hopefully when this is all over we can all hang out yes sir and yes. Uh, make it make it happen at the wedding bro yeah. oh you're right big vibe, big vibe. But yeah it's uh yeah thank you all so much it's an honor yeah man for me too thank you so much alex and koku both y'all like really appreciate it having us on here i keep saying us i don't know why <laughs> <laughs> We just were. I'm, I just feel connected. Um, it's just. A, it's just a. You know, we are, we are, we a connected connected team. You know. Yeah. No, but to speak to Alex for a quick second, super appreciative of him. Um, not only as a friend, but as a a creative and someone that I look to uh, most definitely in the creative realm. And I probably have sent you fifteen Instagram captions and photos and i'm just like what do you say about this Uh, there's someone that i look to for feedback which i I always 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 clown you at first but which i love you know i gotta get i gotta get one little jab in there (laughs) thanks for a good time but yeah thank you so much and happy birthday bro and koku can't wait to meet you bro yeah i can't wait honestly it it, it was great my man, go <laughs> I said it's gonna be a time. Oh yeah, for sure. It's definitely great to talk to you two on this on this podcast because both of you are creatives in your own right, and you you've at a point where I aspire to be because you're both confident in your work and you're both passionate and you you both can create what you envision and let the world receive that, and that's the point where. I hope to achieve and talking to you guys and hearing your stories and um, soon to be list- to become a fan of your music is going to be, it's going to be amazing. 
is is help it's gonna help me get to know you guys a little bit more before we actually meet. So this has been all my pleasure. <laughs> yeah, thank you so much, guys. All right. So yeah. It's episode three. Um Ox Koku Podcast. Got two great guests. Um you can find them at their social media. You guys want to plug yourself? Hey, at Taylor M. DeBlock. You can find me there. Sheesh. At J. Tullius. J. Tullius. And I'm Alex. You can find me at Lewis Alex 10. We'll be sharing, uh, often sharing stuff about the podcast and music that I'm listening to and all that stuff. So you can, you can catch me there. Yes, sir. And I'm. Koku Asamoa, you can find me at Kenny Samoa. It's K E N I, then Samoa like the cookie. And I'll be sharing about the same thing Alex shares. He got, you know, similar taste and things like that. <laughs> <laughs> Alex and Koku, episode three. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening.